0: families for life with brian and brian a
1: podcast of oak hill baptist church today we're doing a special episode and we're talking about answering the call of god all right well welcome back listeners brian good to be with you welcome back
0: How's it going Good to be here recording very excited to be here yes it's yeah. good it's good to
1: be here I can't with you I'm and... wondering
0: when um actual fall and like moving towards winter will actually come because uh, where, y- you where know, we're at it's like I have a short sleeve t-shirt on I know today. or not t-shirt but short sleeve shirt and uh and it's still like seventy-six
1: degrees is the high today. It's like forty degrees at night. You yes. know, uh, high seventies during the day. It's crazy. No wonder we're all sick. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm waiting for <laughs> the other shoe to drop and it to be cold <laughs> and dreary and miserable. Well, this is how fall and winter goes here. It's it, it literally or fall and spring goes here. It's it's summer and winter intermingled. is yeah. What it is. Yeah. Uh, it Just
0: bounces back and
1: forth. It so. really does. So, but anyway, times. we're
0: here. We're excited. Um. You know the. We're in the middle. Well, we've just peaked into holiday season. You yeah,
1: know? I'm hearing commercials, man. I'm hearing. Well, and there's Christmas people. Well,
0: now. So it used to be. You didn't start Christmas until after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Now it's like then it was like creeping up like Christmas started in November. Now I know people that yeah. started
1: in October. I know. Like I know.
0: Like it's like Christmas and then they take like the one day for Halloween and the one day for Thanksgiving and everything else is Christmas. See,
1: and we're like we're not even that crazy. We wait till at least after October, you know, to do that stuff. But uh, yeah, it is. It's getting even more and more. Which I don't get me wrong. I love people's enthusiasm for Christmas, but but. You know, eventually something loses its specialness if you if it's like all the time. Yeah. So
0: it's like we celebrate Christmas. We start in July. Yeah. And for those,
1: you know, for those of you listening, we're recording this at the beginning of November. So it's right. It's it's been it's like it's pretty early. Yeah. (laughs) But you know whatever Uh, you know I hope I'm glad you're excited about Christmas. Yeah, (laughs) glad
0: you're excited. (laughs) Uh, We like to do our stuff right around Thanksgiving. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be putting up our tree around. Thanksgiving ish, so maybe maybe the weekend before, maybe the weekend after, depending on what we have going on. So yeah.
1: our our year is going to look very different. <laughs> yes, yeah, which
0: we're going to talk about today. Uh, before we get into that, you know, do do all the things we keep asking you to do. I know this is probably annoying, but but we'll say it anyway. Subscribe, like, give us a review. The biggest thing you can do. Honestly, to help us out is to share yeah. with your friends. Yeah, that's right. Let them know about the podcast.
1: If you find value in this, <clears throat> then right. we hope that you will share that value with other people. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so today we are talking about answering the call of God. This is, this is actually something that I have wanted to talk about, yeah. and now we have a reason to talk about it, uh, because this is something that I think people... Uh, need, a lot of people do deal with this, yeah. and then there's a lot of Christians that just avoid this topic. We, right. There are many people that run from the call of God or don't, um, you know, walk in faithfulness when God is calling them to do something. Do you agree with that? Yes.
1: Yeah. When you feel (laughs) God calling you, pulling you to something or even your desire to do something, oftentimes we let fear stop us or uncomfort stop us. Uh, you know, we let ease and we live in a, in a, unprecedented age of ease and yeah. comfort mm-hmm. and it's so easy mm-hmm. to ignore god's call because well we know, take it for granted you know
0: just just all of the amenities like fresh water yeah like indoor plumbing and you know those those things have not been but for the last you know what hundred and years
1: or so exactly you know maybe yeah you know. so it's just so easy to ignore when god is comfortable pushing you to do something mm-hmm. yeah um but but i i would argue that over time it becomes uh, very, very hard to ignore.
0: Well, and I think pastors (laughs) especially deal with this because we are called into the pastorate. You know, Mm -hmm. we're called into a role. Like a leadership role. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And so, you know, Brian, you've been experiencing uh, a lot of um, questions in the last year and trying to wrestle with some spiritual things in your life. And, And you've come to a conclusion here, which we've just announced to the church yeah, on as, this, Sunday. as
1: this episode comes out, the church will have, have heard about yeah. this the day So what's before. your big announcement there? Yeah, so uh, over the last, it's been a long uh, time, over the last year and a half or more, um, I've really just felt God calling me into a different kind of pastoral uh, ministry. And, you know, we talked about this, like we were talking before we got on, like it's not that I'm called into the pastorate, I'm already in the pastorate. Right. but I I'm, I've been called into a different type of pastoral ministry. Mm -hmm. It's something that I've felt my whole life. Um, I've always thought that this is what the Lord was calling me to do, to do, uh, to be a lead pastor somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, um, and as I was just thinking about that, I even told one of my friends, uh, sometime last year, I just said, you know, I feel like God's calling me to do something different and I don't know what it is. And I'm, and I'm afraid of it, you know? And, um, and as I just prayed through it, there there's been a church uh, in Texas who uh, has been looking for a pastor. I know of the church through a friend, and uh, they they uh, wanted my resume. I gave it to them, and the Lord just worked through that process Mm -hmm. to, to show, I had no intentions. I wasn't like looking to go somewhere. Yeah. You you Um, were, you
0: definitely, God was stirring something because we had been talking through different things and I knew God was stirring some things in your heart. And I don't know if you knew exactly what that was. And this opportunity just kind of, kind of appeared and you're like, okay, God, is this, is this something I need to walk Forward, forward in. in, and and so
1: I just and you know as I, as I was even talking with this church. So the church's name is Second Baptist Church in Angleton, with an A, Angleton, Texas. It's about an hour south of Houston, um, close to the Gulf. And um, as I was talking with the church, they uh, we both were just like you know we just want to take steps of faithfulness mm-hmm. and see where God leads us. And that's that's where I think a lot of this, what we're gonna be talking about today is so important is, is following God's will for your life looks like taking steps of faithfulness each and every day and watching where God leads you. Mm-hmm. And as we did that, it just kept becoming abundantly clear, like this is the direction mm-hmm. that God wants us to go. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, my first Sunday there, uh, Lord willing, you know, we're recording this right now, but Lord willing, uh, as if all things go the way they're planned, then I think my first Sunday there would be December the 4th. Mm.
0: So the long and short of it is we know that Brian <clears throat> is leaving Oak Hill Baptist Church. Right. And he's leaving Evansville to go to Texas. Now I used to
1: live in Texas, so Lake Jackson. You realize
0: right? that it's really hot down there. I know and they listen, have snakes. I so have literally. Just FYI.
1: I have prayed. That's actually been a big deal because we joke about the weather. It's funny yeah. you mention the weather because I actually have Super grown up. Hot. I've lived basically my whole life on like I sixty four, and uh, but it's not a heat like
0: I just have to warn you. It is a heat that. Uh, is, like, humid. Like, you nah. walk outside, That's and, what they all and, say you're and you're man. drenched. They like, say that. You're sweating so <laughs> bad.
1: Until, like, you know, December.
0: You're just, like... <laughs> you're, like, people will be mowing the grass at 6 in the morning yeah. to
1: beat the heat, you know? I know, I know. I, I am good good not luck look, with that. I'm not looking forward to not having no, the seasons. I like
0: Texas. Uh, great barbecue. Texas yeah. is great. Yeah. I'm sure that this church is awesome. Yeah. I'm sure the people are awesome, and there's great opportunities for ministry. Yeah. So, I hope we'll be praying for... Uh, you know, God's best for you and your family yeah. as you go. And that's, uh, this is hard because, yeah. you know, uh, I know you love the church. You've been at Oak Hill for.
1: Yeah. That's, that's almost I, six years. I do want to say, yeah, six years. I yeah. want to make, I want to make abundantly clear that, um, we are not leaving because we, uh, we're not really leaving because we want to, right? No, yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong. And that's what we're
0: talking about in this podcast yeah. is you're following God's call. Because yeah, you, lo- you love Oak Hill. Mm-hmm. You love the people of Oak Hill. And like, that's, and we'll talk about this later on, but that's what makes it so hard to leave someplace. It is someplace. so hard
1: because it's so comfortable and so good. you
0: love the people, uh-huh, yeah. And you've worked uh-huh. hard. And I will say that our, um, our youth group has thrived mm. under your leadership. And, uh, but you know what? Our ministry, you know, here's the thing. If our ministry is defined only by Amen. us, yep. mm-hmm. then that's dangerous. That's, so that's y- a you have helped yeah. build and grow our student ministry and our church, yeah. and the overall church, and we pray that we can continue yes. to grow and continue to reach people and continue to uh, go... Off of that. Amen. That's
1: that's a huge prayer of mine that like the youth ministry would not be dependent on me. And so for any of my, you know, adult leaders who might listen to this, please know, like you can, you, you can do the ministry. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's why you've been doing it. You've been doing it with me. So just keep doing it. It's the church that does the ministry of the church. Mm -hmm. And, um. So yeah, so so I'm sad, but I'm excited because I'm sad because weird, I have to do it's a weird
0: feeling. Yes, yeah.
1: But I'm excited to do what God wants me to do. Yeah. And so so let's keep talking though about we yeah. we don't want this to be all about me, and we don't want it to just be about this moment in time. We do want this to be something that people can listen to yeah. and be uh, impacted by. I, I think in the this future. is a good
0: opportunity, like we said, to talk about what does it mean to answer God's call, and we mm-hmm. hope this will be encouraging to all of their listeners because, like we said, I do believe God places calls on our, on our lives. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously we have the call to salvation. Right. You know, everybody has to, you know, every Christian has answered that call if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, but then there's other calls that God places. Some of them are, are pretty normative to every Christian and some of them are special or some of them can be different for different people. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree. I think that, um, in our lives, like what do we mean when we talk about God's call? Like you said, there's there is the call to follow Christ, which I do want to talk a little bit about. Right. Because I know and, you're you and actually passionate about in our next episode we're gonna talk a lot. We're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about discipleship. About so yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but you know God's will, like the call of God is really God when we say call, it's like God saying, Come follow me. Mm-hmm. Come do my will. Right. Be my my disciple. Um, And so we're really just talking about wanting to do God's will in our lives. And we know we do that by following christ you right. know, jesus we can't make it to the father except through jesus and so that's why we have to answer the call to to know christ to give our lives and be saved
0: well, and that's, by Him. and that's what jesus says there's there's that call to follow christ he says come and follow me you yeah. know he says it in different ways he talks to uh peter and andrew come and i'll make you fishers of men you know that that's a that's also a yes similar call he, call, he says to matthew you know, come and follow me. You know, these are these are calls he gives out, and and in a much broader sense, he did call all of his disciples to do the same thing that he called the the twelve to do.
1: Yeah. Now, I want to bring this up. It's not it. It's something that we should be thinking about. It's not directly in the notes, so I might throw you a curveball here. Uh-oh. But um, so when we talk about call of God, it's really easy for people to think of, oh yeah, pastors are called to ministry. Yes. But do you think that Everyone has a call of God on their life. Like, does God have a calling for all people, for all Christians? Is that something that every believer should recognize, like God has a calling on my life? Or is that only for, like, ministry? Yes. What do you think? It's only for ministry. No, no. (laughs) I just gave you a a yes or no with no explanation.
0: (laughs) No. I do think that, uh, well, I mean, we've talked about sort of the the general – call, you know what I'm saying? And, and there's more to say about that. I understand where I think every believer has the call to follow Christ, to live, to pursue holiness, to do these types of things. I do believe though, that, um, we have, we have specific directional calls in our lives where, and here's the thing that I find that a lot of people don't, don't consider this or pray about this or think about this. Mm -hmm, Do you know what I'm saying? mm -hmm. Like, for instance, um, what, what job should I take? Yeah. Um, Where should I live Um, with kids that are, that are Mm. going to high school? Like what, where should I go to college or should I go to work or what, what should I do with my life?
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: And I think people don't really consider God in that a lot of times, Mm. you know, because I've had many teenagers. I was, I'm a former youth pastor and I've had many teenagers who are thinking about, What to do with their life, and they don't ever consider that God may have a call on their life. Right. Not necessarily to full-time ministry, because that you're right, that's mostly what we think of, but a call to say, okay, what can I do with my life that's gonna make a difference for Christ? Yeah. You know, let me give you an example. You know, some people are intentional to go to college to get certain degrees because they know that those degrees will help them in missions or Mm -hmm. ministry. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've known people that have gone Mm -hmm. and they say, I can get this degree in water engineering, and then I can go to Africa and work as a, you know, water engineer. And -hmm. then I can also plant a church or be a part of God's mission there. And so, you know, there are those, the people that consider that, but that's, that's rare. Right. You know, there's people that many times they, they don't consider um, the you know, what kind of job should I take? Where should I move? What should I do? And they don't just don't ask God.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I knew somebody who uh, felt called to missions and um, just extremely um, excited and passionate about missions. But then as, as they kept just living their life, they were faithful in their church. They were, you know, in discipleship, in God's word and God called them into the military. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, I had a conversation with that person uh not too terribly long ago and I just said, "You know, it's it's amazing. You're going to probably travel the world. And you know what? You're going to have an opportunity to share the gospel mm-hmm. everywhere that you go." Yes. Have you considered the fact that maybe God has answered that feeling, that direction that you feel, that pull on your life to do missions in a way that you just didn't see coming? Yeah. Maybe maybe the call, maybe these are the same thing. Yeah. Have you thought about that? And he was like, no, I really haven't thought about that, and I was like, "Well, you need to be intentional. Don't just be in the military. Be a missionary who's in the military. Right. You know, like, like." So, I think what you're saying is exactly right. Like, answering that question, what am I going to do with my life, mm-hmm. and then really just saying, like, how am I going to live for God well, with I, my life? And, that's, and I've known that's people that have been really God.
0: confused by church culture because we. A lot of times we do only talk about calls to ministry as full-time pastors yeah. or full-time missionaries and things like that, where I have known people that have wrestled with, with a call and it came down to the fact that they were, they were called to be um, a lay elder mm-hmm. or they were called to be a deacon, you know, a higher level of service, a higher level of, of ministry activity. But maybe not to the full-time pastor, yeah. or maybe they're called to be a bivocational pastor. You know, yep. I, I don't think we have to. It's not. It's not black and white, right?
1: Well, I've seen people be like, if it's like they see somebody who's like a godly young man, and they're like, "You're <laughs> supposed to be a pastor," and it's like, "Whoa, whoa." I mean, maybe, maybe, but but not necessarily. Like, we need we need more godly men working in the workforce. You know, not well, just would, in you know not just in the pastorate. Yeah, you know?
0: we need godly men in every. And in women, every, of course. Godly yes. men and women in every place, every workplace yeah. that would honor God across the board. But like, we need yeah. godly men and women to step up in the church. We need small group leaders. And and, and in the home. And yeah. we need disciplers. And we need, you know... So there's those kind of calls that oftentimes people just run right past. And we and the church culture diminishes those
1: calls. And I don't think that's good. No, I think you're right. I think Martin Luther actually did a lot to talk about the call of vocation, you know, this vocational calling. God has given you skills and you are to use even your business skills or whatever you want to call it for the advancement of the kingdom mm, it's good right mm-hmm. and so that's that's what we're really talking about like what is the direction so that's kind of the thing we want to get into now is like is there a difference between what is the difference between the general call this general like what we're talking about this idea of what you're gonna do with your life and then like specific callings like what am I supposed to do today how do I know that I'm supposed to move to Texas those sorts of like how do I know that? Well, um, oh, it
0: could be as simple as you know, you you have a coworker or a neighbor, and God is calling you to focus on evangelizing that person. I mean, obviously, we know we should we should right. evangelize everybody, but maybe God has placed that person on your heart and called you to really focus and be a a friend and a help and a discipler to that that person. You yeah,
1: know? yeah. Well, I think a lot of these things are actually simpler than we think. Yeah. Um. it's just it takes some intentionality to really remember it and so you know so far we've been talking about this general call really that's what we've been talking about is the idea that there's a direction mm-hmm. in your life and sometimes i will say the direction changes you know i know people who've gone from you know they've been uh you know engineers and then they became you know uh i don't know they they would change their whole sure, entire of course, career of right? course
0: yeah and i don't i don't think you that happens some people yeah yeah I don't think you have to feel like you're
1: locked into, yeah. right? Yeah, it's not like you you know you were born a blacksmith son and so you're going to yeah. be a blacksmith the rest of your. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah, um, but there is a general direction that we feel, you know, on our lives. But in that general calling, God calls us to specific things as we move forward in our lives, right? Yes. Um. So like. How do we know what that is? Like what does that really look like? I, I think as we think through it, the Bible makes it pretty clear that that knowing the specific callings of God comes by simply walking with Him mm. day by day. Mm-hmm. It's like what you just said, you were talking about the neighbor, right? And, and how do I know if I'm supposed to, like, share the gospel with my neighbor? Well, one, you know that that's what God wants from his word. That's generally speaking. He wants you to share the gospel. But then when God puts you in a situation where you're around your neighbor and you're talking to them, like, the obedient, faithful thing to do is to bring up Jesus. Mm-hmm. So you know automatically the specific calling of God at that point in time is, uh, here's your neighbor, please mm-hmm. talk to them about me. Mm-hmm. you know that's what God's doing, right? Um, so I think it's important to know that there are like these differences in how we understand the general direction of our lives versus the specific step-by-step process of walking out that direction.
0: Yeah and I think you know you've put something in here that I think is really helpful because we 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 oftentimes think of the call of God. But we also don't understand that there are calls to other things, worldly calls, things that yes. that don't honor God, and a lot of times we we don't even think about those as calls. Right? Do you agree with that? Mm, yeah. What? Tell us. Explain what you put here. Yeah.
1: So uh, as you know, you and I were talking about this episode, trying to figure out how we wanted to do it, and. Um, I remember I had written an article uh, a while back about I called it the siren call of a satanic culture. Is this and, on, uh, is
0: this on your blog or was this on the church? I think it was website? on my
1: blog. Uh, it might have been both. I might have dual purpose. What's your blog so people? Can... Uh, yeah, it's well, it's just I think it's just like Brian Van Doren at Wix or something like that. Um, well, how I about call we, it how about brambles. we post? We both we both have we both yeah. have blogs
0: that we keep up with. And this would actually be a good way. If you continue to post, this would yes. be a good way for people to kind of keep up with you as you go along. Yeah,
1: we need to post. I don't, I don't have it <laughs> memorized off the
0: top of my head. <laughs> But Yeah, we'll We'll put our – mine's just Brian Gocher at wordpress.com. Yeah. Dot .wordpress.com. Yeah. And we'll put them in the show notes. But, yeah, so you can go back and read that article and yep. give us the long and short of what – Yeah. Like, give us the Cliff Notes version. Well,
1: essentially, I was just talking about the fact that the <laughs> culture – really satan is calling out to us through the culture and and there's you know that's that could be a super complex you know theological discussion but but the simple part of it is that that's how like that's what he's doing Mm -hmm. through our culture he's calling to us and and he's he's trying to pull us away from answering god's call and and you know i was talking with my wife about this how in, in our world, um, there's a story of this woman who came to America from Iran, and she lived here for a while, and she was like, I've got to move back. She was a Christian, and she was like, i got to move back because there's this satanic lullaby mm. in America that's lulling people to sleep. And it's like, yeah, that's what – see, Satan wants us to be comfortable. He wants us to look at the fruit and say, man, that does look really good to eat. And, and the problem with the call of, of Satan, though, is that it kills you, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. it kills you. And there is the other call, the sovereign call of God. And and that is the call that calls you away from comfort sometimes. It calls you towards a selfless dependent dependence on God that leads you to life. Well, and I think this is important. You
0: know, comfort is a killer. You know, um, we've been going through the book of Acts on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and you see all that God called Paul and these other believers to, and it was not comfort. You know what I'm saying? I was talking to my small group and we saw how there was a series of towns that basically Paul was like, Hey, uh, let me share the gospel with you. And then they run him out, you know, or people, some people believe, but they, there's this other group that stirs up trouble. And, you know, some people beat him and they, you know, they do all kinds of crazy stuff to Paul. But so it's like, you could not say he was not called to comfort. He was called to suffer That's right. for the Lord. He was, but he knew that God had called him to share the gospel. Yeah. And here's the thing. Paul was an ordinary guy. Yeah. He was not a superhero. You know, and I think a lot of times the the only the only super person, yeah, the only divine person His is Jesus. Jesus. I think sometimes we take these people, we take Paul and Peter and even even reformers, right? Yeah. Luther mm-hmm. and Calvin, and we take missionaries, Judson and uh, uh, Livingston and all, all of these famous missionaries, and we put them on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. Like, These are super Christians. They're normal people, they're d- they're just, just, just like, like you, me. you and Here's me. the difference. Here's the difference. Mm-hmm. They answered the, the call, call of, God. of God, Amen. And they followed God no matter what it meant, where they had to go, no matter how much they suffered because they loved Jesus. Yeah. And that's the difference between the siren call of Satan and the sovereign call of God. That's
1: right. Yeah, man, that was that was good. That's exactly that's exactly right. And and so we really have to ask ourselves a question like, do we want death or do we want life? Right. Mm. Um, and so we, if we want life, then we've got to follow. We've got to follow God. Well, and and
0: I think this is the part... Okay, so this is the part where we get sort of practical, and I think this is important because what you said earlier is following God's call is based out of your relationship to God. Right. You will never know god's will god's direction if you are really far
1: from god no that that's why i think this is such a big problem for many people in their lives is because they think that answering god's call is like just receiving a telegram from god right and then being like okay god it thanks i'll I'll check in later but but answering the call of god in your life is really just walking with well
0: and i think about the parable of jesus when he says uh, to much is given much is required you know as as we as we take the, the 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 things that God gives us and we in like the parable of the talents and we don't mm. do anything with it yeah you know, God gives us the gospel and he gives us this and if we just hold it to ourselves and squander it why would he call you to do something greater for him but if you are real willing and mm-hmm. you're saying God I'm willing to invest my entire life for you all the things you've given me God's going to give you more not in yeah. the way of not in the way of money, but in the way of mission and the way of calling and the way of following him, you know, he's going to give you more and more and more. And I think that's, that's where the key of what that parable of the talents is all about. And so as you get closer to the Lord and your relationship grows and you say, God, I, I want your will, I want your direction. And if you're in his word guided by the Holy spirit, you will hear god's direction now it's not an audible like god saying brian right you must go to texas but as you pray you get a general sense and direction Mm -hmm. you and there's a peace well there's a peace with the direction that god is having you go that's exactly the way you're stepping out
1: that that's you know i put in some scripture references in here you know that i was just thinking about i didn't put the full quotes in but you know psalm 119 Mm -hmm. 105 through 112 um that's huge uh in my latest uh Newsletter article for the church. I, I I had this in there talking about God's call, and you know it's it's uh your word is a lamp to my feet mm-hmm. and a light into my path. Yes. And I remember I remember yeah. in college when I was studying that, and I realized like because I like to hike, right? Yeah, and I've been hiking in the woods at night, and and how scary it is to be mm-hmm. in the woods at night on a trail. You get off that trail and you're lost. Yeah. like lost. And so, like, I don't know where the trail's going. I have a general... I can look at the map. Mm -hmm. I get a general direction of where I'm going. But, like, I don't I can't... I have to stay on the trail. Right. And I need a headlamp so that I can see my feet so I don't trip, and I can see the next few steps I need to take. Right. But beyond that, it's dark. Yeah, you can't see the whole
0: trail. It's not as if the whole path Mm -hmm. is illuminated. I think that's that's what following God's call is. That's right. You don't know necessarily all... You know, and I think people that are really uh control oriented yes, have a problem yes, yes. with this because it's like I, I, don't, I don't i need to make sure
1: everything is 100 percent sorted Good, out before right. i take this next step and that's never guaranteed right because this is about this is ultimately about trusting the lord it's about faith and so he does show you what you need to know right. but he doesn't show you more than that because right. it's about faith and and this all comes down to because it says the word right. is a lamp mm-hmm. the word is the light god's Word. See, the God's word illuminates he, your path. He tells you how to live. Yeah, that's why we are always talking about the Bible. Well, and I think
0: we remember that the Bible is living and active. You know, it's it's the Holy Spirit is using God's living word to interact with our soul. And there is a there is a mystical part of that, and I'm right. not trying to be intentionally mystical. But until you are walking with the Lord in His Word, praying, it's hard to really understand it's hard to explain that Do you is. agree with that
1: well yeah because you know galatians 5 uh, 16 to 25 really draws that out this mm-hmm. idea of walking, walking in the spirit, the spirit mm-hmm. which was that what your article was about recently i had yes yes mm-hmm. and um and so like yes you that's,
0: can, i don't think i have it up yet but i need to get it i need to get that one yeah, posted about I, walking in the spirit i think i was reading that yeah.
1: um and so it was in our uh, latest uh newsletter article. newsletter yep mm-hmm. um and so that's that is the Holy Spirit does guide you. But that's the thing. Who who wrote the Bible? You know, it was it was the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit inspired God's the Word, right? So we know He's the author. He He is in us. And there is this spiritual sense, but it's all connected to the actual like Bible, right? Yes. And so these things go hand in hand. And spending time with God means Praying through the spirit in Christ to the father and reading his word that he's given to you Mm -hmm. and then doing what he says because you love him. Right. You know, and when you do that, you'll find yourself if you do that daily, if Mm -hmm. you're faithful, you'll find yourself taking steps in the darkness of life. Yes. And you will walk down the path of God's will Mm -hmm. and you'll find yourself exactly where he wants you to be. That's right. Yeah. So we're not intentionally trying to make this mystical. It's about the relationship with
0: the Lord. Yeah. And you will find God's path as you get close to Him.
1: That's right. And that's that's I mean, I I, I guess I don't wish that it was different because because that just means you're well, in a relationship. But right. like there's no like secret way no, no. to do well, it. No, no. Well,
0: and I think part of this, and I think one of the best examples, we can kind of talk about how this works in our in our own lives, and we can see how you know, God's call has been on our on our lives and the things God has brought us through. Yeah. You agree with yes, that? Yes, I agree. Yeah. I
1: really want to hear, because, you know, you've had to do this before, right? Yeah,
0: well, and the first thing I'll say is when I was called to ministry, I was really wrestling. Um, I had just been a Christian for a couple of years mm-hmm. and really uh, leaning into uh, my, like, relationship with the Lord, uh, like, really committed, sold out for about a year, year and a half. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I my first... You know, year, year and a half, I really struggled as a believer, kind of bouncing back and forth. And you know, God's God's got a hold of my life, and He's He's drawing me to Him, kicking and screaming, and yeah. I'm trying to reach back for worldly mm. things. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And it was funny because uh, every worldly thing I tried to go into as a believer, I kept getting caught. Mm. I kept getting, <laughs> I kept getting caught and in trouble.
1: Like the discipline yeah. of God was on my Dude, life, story of my life, man. The yeah.
0: discipline of God was on my life. I actually wrote an article about that. Really, that's cool. And um, about God's discipline. And so I finally am like, okay, God, you you, you want me to follow you wholly. And so yeah. I, I fall. I started following Him. Started living for Him. Trying to make an impact in my school, witnessing, uh, working with the Christian Club there. You know, we we tried to do as much as we could to encourage. Um, you know, the gospel in our in our school, going to church, doing those things, and through that process, I begin to feel like, what's the direction God wants me to do after uh, college? Yeah, I mean, after high school, you know. And I begin to think about, begin to pray about different things about going to school to do whatever job, mm-hmm. uh, going the military. I thought about going to the military. Yeah. I thought about military chaplaincy. I began to think about ministry. And really I actually got into a time where I needed to pray and make some decisions. And yeah. so I went into a season of fasting. Now it wasn't like a it wasn't like a a no fast, but I did sort of like a Daniel fast. Mm. Where it was water and fruits and vegetables, just to just to have something yeah. that would that would take my mind away from the normacy of life and put it on the Lord. A,
1: just a focus. Right, yeah.
0: just a focus. And so there for about a week or so, I did that and began to pray. And through that, God really revealed to me like I have a calling on your life to ministry. Mm-hmm. And I begin to like talk to my youth pastor. And this is another part of this. Talk to those people, talking those godly people. people around you to see if they see those same things in you, you know, yes, very important, uh, not always, but definitely people that you trust that you're close to. So I was talking to my youth pastor, uh, talked to my parents, and I really felt like God was pushing me in that direction. And so I felt that call to to ministry. And I remember uh, one Sunday, you know, this is back when you went forward and, announced everything to the church. I don't know that we do this anymore, but you know, you would announce if you, when you get saved, if Mm. you get rededicated to the Lord. Uh, and I went down in front of the church and told my church that I felt a call to ministry Yeah, and they loved me and supported me. And I went to Bible college and I've never, never looked back, you know, and God has reaffirmed that call in my life. You know, there's been times where I've questioned that and God has, constantly been faithful to reaffirm that in my life. You know, it was hard. I was in, I was in, uh, do you want me to keep sharing? Or yeah, do you want to I like this. Okay. I want to hear this. Yeah, okay. I just keep. I'll, I'll share too. Story yeah. time. Yeah, with, I want to hear story time with Brian. <laughs> um, but I remember I was in college and I was going to Bible college and I graduated and I went right into seminary because I, I actually didn't know about seminary until I right. my first year. Of my yes. first year of Bible college, I didn't know what seminary was. Right,
1: <laughs> I thought I was in seminary. Right,
0: and so I went to Bible college. I graduated, so I had this degree. I had this Bachelor of, of Science in biblical studies, I think. Yeah. Uh, emphasis it seems, and youth it seems emphasis ironic, and youth but it's not. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, yeah, there's seminary. That's the next thing. So uh-huh. go to seminary. So I was working at the bank, and I was doing really well. I loved working at the bank because I loved working with uh, the customers there. I loved my job. I loved my coworkers. And I kept doing very well and kind of, kind of moving up yep. the ladder at the bank. I was uh, first a teller. And then, a, and then a new accounts representative, which is just like kind of like a head teller, but like, you know, whatever. Yeah. So then I moved to um, office manager. So I was in seminary and I was doing really bad at seminary because I was kind of burnt out. I went to Bible college, went right to seminary. Mm-hmm. And our Bible college, especially in the early days, was was really tough. Yeah, uh, there yeah. were basically it was it was brand new yeah. when I started. You guys
1: are really blazing the when trail I started going Boys there. College. And
0: so we had seminary professors coming over, and yeah. they were starting, and they had to like limit them. Like, no, no, you got to understand; these are Bible college students; these aren't seminary students. Right.
1: You got <laughs> to limit eighteen. Like, you, you know. got to limit
0: the reading. You can't give them, you know, five thousand pages of reading. You know, <laughs> That's
1: so true. you can't
0: you can't get a you know I, I have I, as, as a as a second year. I had many 15-page papers that I had to write, you know, and like research papers and book review. I had an eight-page single-space book review Wow! by Dr. Draper, eight-page single-space book review, and I was like, I'm just like typing, like, I don't, it (laughs) it was probably the worst thing that anyone had ever (laughs) read. He's like, what is this mess? Anyway, so I started to get burnt out, and I actually began to question the call of God in my life because... Uh, I was like, man, I'm doing so well at the bank. I'm mm-hmm. doing terrible in seminary. Like God, what is, what is going on? And I, I remember I took a semester off because I wanted to pray. I was already, I was on academic probation because literally I was just so burnt out. Yeah. I was just, I was it, was, it was hard for me to find the energy and the will to do well in school. Yeah. And that, I know that's I know that comes across however it comes across, but it was just, it was a no, dark. that's a real thing. Yeah, it was absolutely. a bad season in my life. Yeah. And so I took a semester off. I put my school on hold. I, I was working at the bank and I remember just praying. And I was really invested at my church. Like I was going mm-hmm. to Highview Baptist, I was working as a, as a, like kind of an intern, like, like key volunteer. And I remember talking to, uh, you know, Brother Jimmy uh, about all of these things in my life and what God was doing. And he's like, you know, Brian, it really sounds like you're at a point to where you need to go and do ministry. Yeah. You need to get out of the the the, the school and all of that academic. He says, that's not you. Right. You know, and I knew that. I knew I was not like the guy who's going to go be a seminary professor. You know, he's like, that's not you. He says, you can go. Because I was like, I don't know. God, are you calling me to be like a school teacher? Or are you calling me to work at the bank? Like I had all these things right. in my head yes. going on and and some of the wisest things you know he told me like as a pastor you get to do lots of different things you're going to teach you're going to invest in people you know you get to you get to use all of your skills and talents that God has blessed you with i really think you need to go do ministry and so i was praying on that and i and i, I agreed i felt like god was calling me to do that so from that point on that that semester i took off probably like i don't know i think it was like I think it's so probably March or April. I made that decision. We were praying through that and I thought, okay, I'm going to start looking for a, a position. And that's when I found God called me to Klein Avenue fellowship up in Highland, Indiana. Yeah. With, pastor, with Allen. pastor Allen at the time. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so that was really a season of like God reaffirming that mm-hmm. call in my life. Yeah. And you know, I was there for a couple of years. Uh, pastor Allen had moved. Another pastor had come in. It was, it was not a great experience. Um, and, I did not want to leave that church. I loved those people. Oh my goodness! I still,
1: yeah, you guys, friends. You guys with, still talk about uh, those people. There, there. are, yeah. there
0: are, there are one or two families. There's a couple families in particular that we still just love and keep yeah. up with, and we talk to. And it's just, it's just like when we when we meet, it's like no time has passed. Yeah, you know, we just they just love me relentlessly, mm-hmm. and I'm so thankful for them. Uh, and that's what made it hard to leave that church. I was only there for like two and a half years. Yeah. And that's what made it so hard because they made such an impact and loved me so early on in ministry with all my mistakes and all my stuff. And then God called me to Oak Hill Baptist Church, and I've been here for for 15 years. Yeah,
1: well, and I love, man, that's, I, I appreciate you sharing that because I, I see some elements there that I want to draw out. You know, uh, we obviously see God faithful, being faithful to you <laughs> in that whole process. But I see things like you talk about, you know, the, those mentors, those people mm-hmm. that are yeah. helping you remember what you know to be true. You know, so, so many times we know the right thing. We just need somebody to help us to remember. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's a really important thing. But, you know, what's great about this is we see how as God calls us to follow him we all we're all individuals. Like God is so amazing in the way He's created things to work. It's so intricate. I mean it's it's insane how intricate and how interwoven our lives are and and how He designs it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and He does it in such different ways for every person. And like like you talk about like seminary and how that worked out for you and not everybody had that same experience. I did go back to seminary. You did later yeah.
0: on. I graduated in 2010 with
1: a um, <clears throat> Master of Arts. In uh, Christian education. So. Yes. So and that, so that's a good example of how God, that wasn't, see, God didn't want you to do it this like cookie cutter way. Yeah. He had, mm-hmm. he had his own exact way that he right. wanted exactly for you. And the same for me. I'm so thankful that, that I did leave seminary because I never would have <sighs> met. I never would have met Pastor Allen. I never would be, I wouldn't be at Oak Hill. There's so many little things that if you just didn't take that one step Mm -hmm. of obedience, then the path that God wanted you to walk down, like you would have missed it. And and that's the thing. Like what's one thing I do want to say is I, I believe that when you come off the path, The way to get back on is to just take a step of obedience because Mm -hmm. he's the one who will call you back to the path Mm -hmm. and he will get you going on the path again. He'll get you going the way you're supposed to go.
0: It's really hard to make decisions if you're far from God. And I've always said that, like, don't make a major decision when you're really far from God. Because, well, that's like what you
1: were saying. Like you needed to just take a, take us, you need to take some time back, peel back and focus on God. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And that's when, that's when he cleared everything up. Right. That's so true. That always is the case. When you're confused, when you don't know what to do, when you don't know what God's will is for your life, fast, take time off, take a break, get focused, get away, get alone. Jesus went into the wilderness to be with his father. And even there he was tempted and he he said, get away from me because Mm -hmm. he was so determined to focus on God. That's the only way to know what God wants for your life. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's important. We so what
0: about your what about your story? Uh, yeah, how God has called you oh, in different man. ways. I could also I won't talk about this now because story time's over with Brian. But <laughs> like marriage, that was another yes. call that God put on my life. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, there's,
1: there's so many right. Yeah, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll just talk about um, um. We'll, okay. I'll tell you this. Um, when I started going to Bible college, um, and I was trying to make decisions what I was to do after I had. Basically, um, uh, submitted to the call to to ministry that because I kind of did the same sort of thing. You were in West was, Virginia at this point, Virginia, yeah.
0: Virginia, yeah. how did you hear about Boyce, by the way?
1: Okay, so my youth pastor went to Southern Seminary, oh, okay, okay. And then I had, yeah, that's a great question. I had two of my friends, so a church that I went to in middle school, mm-hmm. two of the guys that I knew from there went to Boyce College, mm-hmm. um, so they were like in the years. After you, yeah, um, yeah, we graduated. We graduated from the same
0: school. I'm right. the class of 02, and you're what, <laughs> thirteen? Thirteen. <yeah. laughs>
1: <coughs> a fine. little. I'm a little, a little, little bit older later. than you. A little. It's bit. fine. It's big um, deal. So my friends went there. I was homeschooled, so I had the opportunity. I could do whatever I wanted. And so I, dro- I drove out there and stayed for them with them. And I got snowed in, so I stayed for a week. And I went to classes, and I was like, I am going to go to school. Yeah, before. yeah, that's cool. Um, so I came to Boise, and I was looking at all the different, um you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Majors, Mm. the different majors Mm -hmm. that they have. And, you know, the basic one was biblical and theological studies. And I was like, that seems like, I don't really know exactly what the Lord's going to do. That seems right. But then there's this one that's expository preaching and pastoral leadership. And I was like, I don't know why, but that I just, I really think that that's what I need to do. Mm. I think I need to learn how to exposit the text to, to, to preach how to lead? I need to learn how to do that. Um, I don't need to just learn about the Bible. I need to mm-hmm. I need to learn how to do these things too. And so I just committed to that, and I said, "Lord, I think this is what you want me to do." And I stuck to that. That has been so impactful to mm-hmm. me. Um, that has helped me learn how to read the Bible. That's learned helped me learn how to preach, how to teach. And I've always felt this direction of one day uh being being the lead pastor being mm. being the pastor um but i never felt like i was ready and i've never been comfortable with that mm. i don't like that it makes me feel super weird mm-hmm. um because i'm like why why i don't understand that i don't feel good enough to do that i don't feel smart enough i don't feel competent enough i don't feel learned enough um disciplined enough any of those things and so over, over time, while I was at school, I, I determined I'm going to focus on school. That's my main priority mm-hmm. while I was at Boyce. After that, when I graduated and I started going to seminary, I, I switched my priorities and I said, now what I'm going to focus on is making sure I can survive, mm-hmm. you know, living. Um, and Finding where God wants me to like grow in ministry, mm-hmm. and that's when I became an associate youth pastor. I was going to seminary. I was going slower than I did at Boyce um, because you do burn out <laughs> if you're not if you can't give that everything. Then man, it's hard. Um, and so, so I took it slower a- at seminary, but I was still doing that, and I was just focusing on on doing ministry how God wanted me to do it at that time. Mm-hmm. Now I, I really don't like the idea of like stepping stones. You know, some people use different ministry positions sure. as mm-hmm. like corporate ladder climbing mm-hmm. and that's the wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. But there is a sense in which like it's, it's not normally wise for a green thumb or not green thumb, a, a, a very green, uh, brand new seminary student to just jump into the lead pastorate that, that sometimes is good, but they always yeah, they have, have, to have some a lot, sort of experience. Yeah,
0: they have to have a lot of maturity, and they have to have really good mentors, and they have to be humble and be teachable. Because you'll jump into that and just wreck, and just, wreck a yes. church.
1: And so I knew, I knew that if God wanted me to be a lead pastor one day, I needed to be a pastor who wasn't the lead pastor for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when I, I knew that, and I just committed that. I committed to doing that. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, some some years after that, you know, Pastor Allen, well, Nick, you know, uh, Pastor Allen's son, it was like, hey, we need a youth pastor. You guys and went
0: to some. You guys went to Bible yeah, we went to Boys to together,
1: together mm-hmm. and uh, and I met with Pastor Allen. I wasn't planning on leaving. I didn't have any intentions of coming to Oak Hill, and we sat down at a coffee shop with uh, Pastor Allen, his wife, and we, Kayla, and I looked at each other afterwards, and we're like, gummit. I think we're going to have to go um, because I to- He must give off a
0: really good first impression because that, does. He's really that good. experience, he's met with They're Like I met with them and I was in like, like the first yeah, meeting. Of- <laughs> he's like, hello, I'm Pastor Ron. <laughs> I'm, in. I'm in.
1: He he does it because, you know, that's one thing. No, about no. Alan.
0: The great thing is he's really genuine yeah. and caring. And, um, you know, you, you do, I think you will be a much better pastor than you think because you have been around him and been under his
1: leadership. I see the, one of the reasons why I came to Oak Hill was not, it was to be the youth pastor, but it was not primarily to do that. It was to be one of the pastors of Oak Hill who was being uh, trained and equipped yes. to be to be a pastor still, mm-hmm. and to grow and to be yeah. discipled as a pastor, and and Alan has helped with that. You have helped mm-hmm. with that. Other pastors that we've served with, I, I've been well. We've greatly we've certainly blessed. iron
0: sharpens iron, Amen. definitely. And I think yeah. we've we've helped each other. In that I growth. I could
1: not I could not submit to this call if if I had the call that I have to go to yeah. uh, Angleton. I could not submit to that if i had not grown under uh, uh, under y'all's leadership mm-hmm. and and with y'all's partnership mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that that would have worked and yeah. now you you're never really ready you know you're never just yeah, like gonna yeah. be well, great at and I, and it, but and I, but but there is a level to which you do need to be prepared, and I want to pull something out of your story
0: where you talked about God stretching you, and I think that's an important thing when it comes to the call of God, because if you're waiting to have all of every like yeah. tool, every resource, everything 100 like in line, it it's not going to work. No. You know, it's like what they say about having kids. Like somebody like, well, I want to have all this money saved, and I want to be right. It's like, well, then you're never going to have kids. You're never yeah, <laughs> because you're never going to be ready. You know, you're never going to be 100 percent ready to follow. God's call. Yeah. That's what part of it is, is to step out in <laughs> yeah. faith and to be stretched yeah. and to be, to, to, to really go beyond yourself. I mean, imagine these, I always go back to Peter and Andrew, these fishermen, Yeah, they live yeah. their life as fishermen. Jesus like, Hey, I want you to come follow me and I'm going to make you fishermen. Basically, I'm going to teach you what it means to be a rabbi, to be a teacher right. and to, to, to teach people the gospel and to follow me. Yeah. Like, can you even fat that they probably felt so under like 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 not yeah. ready like so <laughs> ill prepared to do that right and and of course yes Jesus walked with them for three years he equipped them And he equipped them and they had such a great impact but like think about where Peter was when Jesus first found him to where he see him in oh, Acts man. do you yeah, know what I'm dude, saying and even in dude. Acts he made made made, dis- made, made mistakes. mistakes. But, but
1: oh he was he was a different dude but though. when
0: god when jesus called him and
1: said come yeah follow me yes he was stretched that's the he thing wasn't ready man god calls us to live, and, and you know I, some people don't <laughs> like this analogy but it's but it, it is true yeah. listen god living a life with god and is it is an adventure yeah and it's and it is fun and it's exciting and it's dangerous and it's scary but it's it's awesome mm-hmm. and and you know what That's what life is too. And how boring, how lame, how unexciting is a life of pure comfort. I mean, just think about like the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit. In the Hobbit, one of the things that is actually all throughout the entire book is this idea of comfort. And what's happening is the the Hobbit is realizing how extraordinary a life is. When you don't only focus on well, your comfort. Well, and I comfort. think that's right. This life is
0: should be an adventure for God because when you get to heaven, there is that there is that comfort. There yeah, is that joy. The there is that Christ. rest. Yeah. We don't need to rest while we're here now. Right. We don't need to make this to heaven on earth because it can never right. be that. Right. It can never be that it's the fallen world. That's yes.
1: that's that's to come. So while
0: yeah. we're here in the whatever eighty years, whatever the average lifespan is. I mean, let's give everything for the Lord. Let's live for Him and follow His call. So I think the challenge for for our listeners is what is God calling you to do? And it could be so simple. It could just be something in your current life. It may not be this big life altering, like move to the other side of the world. It could be, Hey, your coworker that sits in the cubicle next to you needs to know Jesus. And God is calling you to witness to them. You
1: need to be brave. God is calling
0: you to minister to this family because they need help right now. God is calling you to be a a, a small group leader in your church, a deacon. He's calling you to be an elder. He's calling you to teach this or do that and to get your self equipped and prepared. He's calling you to just get up early and read your Bible. Like And it may be that God is calling you to something bigger. Maybe. It may be that God is calling you to move and take a different job or to uh, go into ministry or to be a missionary. Who knows? You'll never know unless you unless you seek the Lord yeah. and you find out, God, what do you want for my life? So the challenge is what is God calling you to do?
1: Yeah. That's, that's it. You, you need to spend time with God and, and find that out. And talk to people who you know who love you and love the Lord and will tell you the truth. Right. Talk to them. They'll help you figure it out, too.
0: Well, and um, I think you provide a really great example of answering God's call. I know you've wrestled with this for a long time. And listen, we're, we're desperately gonna miss yeah. you at the church i mean i'm gonna des- yeah. our friendship I'm desperately gonna miss you it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to see you go. don't start crying stop it um uh, it's gonna be tough to see you go, but you know I know that you're following God, and one of the things we say at seminary is yeah. we always say we meet to we 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 meet to part and part, part to, to meet. meet, and so that means we come together we know we're going we know we come together and we're gonna part yeah. And, but when we part, we know we're going to be together, together in heaven yeah. one day. And so we know that God will call us together for these times, these seasons, yeah. you know, this six years has That's been, right. has been special yeah. uh, and our friendship will continue on until yes. the day we die. But we know that one day we'll be reunited in heaven. So while we may not physically right. get to be together, proximity, yeah. we will, we will see each other yeah. again.
1: And I'm thankful for this this day and age we live in you know mm. I really think about that a lot the yeah. time of, of of reality that we experience the fact that like we're recording something that's coming out in a few weeks you yeah. know and the fact that like we can talk to each other on a screen like sure. that was only <laughs> like that was only imaginable in Star Trek yes. you know like nowadays it's real and so I do want to talk about what this might mean for our podcast
0: yes yeah um, we you know and we, we've talked about this because this may be a question on your mind like what does this mean Brian's leaving and you know one of the things that we've really talked about is we're just, we're unsure. We don't know. Um, I told Brian that I did not want to put uh, unrealistic expectations on him because he is going to a new ministry position. Uh, We're going to try really hard to finish out the year with episodes with us and get get done um you know we always take a break at the end of the year around christmas you know so you'll have an episode our plan is yeah we've got a
1: few i think coming out after this one that so you know i'm still our plan
0: is december 19th will be our last
1: episode for the year yes and then we'll take a couple week break yeah and then and there might be some episodes so here's here's what i want to say a few things that i know okay here's what i know one i know uh some of the people at Second Baptist Church listen to our podcast, mm. um, and so if you're listening, hi guys, out. we're excited. I'm excited um, to to come be with you. Um, I know that they like this podcast, and uh, so that's a that's a reality. A, a second thing that I know, uh, Second Baptist Church their their motto. So Oak Hill Baptist, our motto is families for life, mm-hmm. right? or or yeah, a family for life. Mm-hmm. Um, the podcast is families for life. Mm-hmm. Well, Second Baptist Church, their motto is your second family, mm-hmm. which is just like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So that's an interesting reality. Mm-hmm. All I'm trying to say is I, I do think that if God wants our podcast to go forward in a similar way, I think that it is possible, and we just need to – Pray and yeah. see what God wants yeah. to happen. Well, I, I mean, the fam, and, uh, the, the podcast we'll do is, do.
0: has been something that's been in my heart for years, and so the podcast will continue in yes, one yes, form or yes, another. Yes, families the for life will continue. will continue. So there will be content continuing to come out, uh, and, and our partnership may look a little different right. going forward. Right. We just we just don't but know. We don't know, and so we got to let you get on the ground and figure out things and what
1: your reality is and your schedule. Yeah. And there's just a lot, but there's so many things that are possible, right? And that's right. what I want. I want to make sure that we are. <laughs> keeping our options open yes and uh and and then we just again (laughs) we take steps of faithfulness and we see what god does Mm -hmm. and so that's that's it that's kind of the plan we're gonna we're gonna seek god's will for the podcast that's
0: right that's right so So, we hope this has been challenging and encouraging for you we uh you know, we know that obviously this is some some news. If you're hearing this for the first time, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, Oak Hill Baptist Church people, you've heard you've this. You've heard already. this. <laughs> this is not the first time. Yeah. But for those that are other listeners, you know, you're you're hearing this maybe for the first time. Just pray for Brian and yeah, his family. Please. We're going to continue to pray for the Vandorans, and uh, it's a it's a tough season. I've done this before where you move. And you go through all of these things. And and so we just need to really lift you guys up in prayer and yeah. also pray for Oak Hill Baptist Church. We're yeah. going to be, as, as we walk forward, we're going to be looking for another uh, associate pastor. And so pray for us as well as yeah. we walk through that. And uh, there's just, there's a lot of transition. So yeah. pray for God's best. Pray, in that pray transition. for the next,
1: pray for the next student <coughs> pa- pastor mm-hmm. uh, of Oak Hill. Pray, yeah. pray for whoever that is. Yeah. Um And I would just say, you know, if you don't know exactly how to feel, if you don't know exactly how to respond um, to this news, here's, here's my suggestion. Can't tell you exactly what to do, but my suggestion is to, to be sad mm. and be excited. Yeah. If you can do that with me, that's how I feel. I feel sad yeah, yeah. and I feel excited. Of course. Yeah. And, uh, and if you can do that with me, that would be that would be good. That would be good, yeah. um, and so um, and talk to me. I, I'm here. I want to talk. I'm 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 open to talk. I'm open to questions. Yeah. I'm open to to whatever. And um, just know that I yeah. love I love Oak Hill, and uh, you know, a family for life. I just you know, you talking about the church that you had to go away from. You still know people. Oh yeah. Um, that you love. To me, it's like when God calls you oh, forward, yeah. y- He's He's not calling you to less. He's always calling you to more. Yes. You just There's more people to love. There's more people you you have relationships with. I mean. God saying, "Hey, come get more." I'm right. like, "Okay, <laughs> that's good." So let's let's all go and do God's will. So you'll hear
0: Brian, you'll you'll hear Brian on a few more episodes yep. uh to the end of the year yep. and we're thankful for that.
1: And so, yeah, that's it. That's Thank it. you for listening. Thank you all for listening. We love you very much and we will we'll see, see you anyway. next time. issues here so i'm ready there's enough i'm ready don't whatever i think it'll be a good episode i, I want it to be it's <laughs> <He's He's> crying <laughs> already no <laughs> what will i do i don't know that i've ever i think i've seen you tear up like once everyone or twice.
0: leaves me oh,
1: no. <laughs> first jared now brian <laughs> all my friends are leaving